Welcome to a Lunch with Biggie, a podcast about small business and creatives sharing their stories and inspiring you. My guest today is a great example about hustling and working towards something you're passionate about. He's an illustrator, designer. He's co-owner of Toy Snobs, an 80s, 90s toy pop culture clothing brand and creative director of Outrank Brand. Please welcome Frix84, Alex Lopez. What's going on, man? Hey, what's up, bro? How's it going, man? Doing well, man. Doing well. So before we start, I always ask the question, what's your favorite go-to sandwich? Man, you know, when I do get a cheat meal, you yeah. know, when I do get a cheat meal, yeah. I have, I, I, I'll get a craving from Jersey Mike's. Okay. And their chicken Philly. Really? Yeah. That's, man, the steak Philly is good, but I don't know. Their, their chicken Philly puts a, puts a smile on my heart. I would have figured uh, something being in Miami, I guess, I guess when you live somewhere in like the Miami area, you don't, you don't yeah. tend to appreciate as much like a uh, Cuban or, you know, or steak sandwich you know, or anything it, like that. I grew, but see, that's like normal to me. You I know. know. Oh, you know what? No, you know what? I'm going to take this back. I'm going to take Jersey Mike's back. You know okay. what? Because yes, there's a breakfast sandwich. There's a spot that I grew up uh, in. The, there's a spot called Miwi's Cafe right by where I grew up. Okay. And it's, and it's called the number 28. It's a, the best breakfast sandwich that exists because it's a steak and egg sandwich, but you know they put a little papitas in it. I don't, it's the thinnest steak in the world. Yeah, but I don't know, just the way they put it, and the way they season it, and then they throw this magic sauce. It's called the Miwi sauce. They don't know. Mm-hmm. They don't tell you what it is, and that really that that thing is amazing. That's yeah. the best sandwich. That sounds sure. that gets me excited. That's all, I mean the steak chicken sounds sandwich. good, but yeah, that sounds uh that sounds awesome. Yeah, no, no, that it's it's their sandwich. You know. All right. I, I like it. Now it makes me want to go back. My problem is my parents just moved up from South Florida, moved up to to where I live. So now I'm like, I have, oh. so like they went down to visit and I was just fortunate enough. Like the one thing we asked for, we're like, can you go to Vicky's bakery or somewhere and pick up pastelitos and croquetas <laughs> and all that stuff? So that's what they did. They brought us like a whole bunch back. So it was, uh, it was definitely good. Um, there's, no, there, there's no Cuban spots up there. Yeah, there is, but it's, it just tastes different, man. It just hits different when you get it from South Florida. It's just some, it's just something about it. I don't know what it is. It just hits different. It's the water, bro. It's the water. Yeah. It probably is. Like I want to go visit. <laughs> I want to go visit Sandwich, um, Miami. Oh, okay. I've heard yeah, amazing yeah. things about them, and the owners seem amazing. And uh, and I, I know people that actually have done Gold Belly to bring the mm-hmm. the sandwiches in. Um, but I don't want to do that either. Like I want to eat it. I'm not a fan of that. I'd rather go and actually eat it and experience it and, and do all that. So, I mean, there's good Cuban spots here, like that I go to, but not, not the same, not the same. It's not the same. Okay. I mean, it's not not even that far. I would, I would think, you know, it's not even that far. I know there's a lot of Cubans in Orlando. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we have some spots, but you know, it doesn't, it it hits different. It's not the same. There hasn't been the right spot. Yeah, right, I haven't, right fa- I haven't found the, I haven't found exactly it. I mean, I found a few where they hit me, they hit the spots for some things, but not for, not for pateritos and stuff like that. Like the things that you want to, you know, the cheat stuff that you want to enjoy. Um, right. So as I was, so basically everything that from what I researched and what I love from just seeing other interviews and things that you did um, so that you don't kind of have to talk about it over again, but I know that you studied graphic design in like 2006. Um, you were a barber for like 10 years. Um, and then in 2011, you kind of started uh, Fricks 84 doing like designing apparel, logos, um, murals. How did that process go? Because like, how did you go from, you know, from going from studying that, doing kind of like basically having a full time job, paying your bills to then making that switch to say, OK, I'm going to start 
you know, I'm going to switch now and start actually doing uh, logos and designs and, and kind of, you know, doing my own uh, thing full time. Yeah, um, it, it was honestly, I felt me look, looking back in hindsight now, it was honestly the longest, most treacherous um, patient building time because I graduated college in 2006. And back then I, I was cutting hair still. And um, I would, do you remember that website monster.com? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I always loved taking my laptop to, to the barbershop because I was when I wasn't cutting, I was designing, drawing something. You know, that's just how I passed my time. And I was always on there looking for design jobs. And um, I couldn't fathom um, leaving the barbershop to go get a $15 an hour job when I can make $15 in 15 minutes. Yeah. Like, I, I just didn't register, you know. Yeah low you know i didn't think i didn't consider making bad money i just didn't want to cut hair anymore like i was tired of the hair splinters i was tired of working weekends i was i was just because weekends is where you know the bigger money's at i was tired of holidays like you gotta go christmas eve you gotta go thanksgiving you know, like new year's day like just, all the holidays are the best days back to school yep. weekend so i just couldn't fathom that until i mean i got to a point in, in 2010 I guess I was just like really tired of being a barber, you know, and somebody approached me with a job opportunity, you know, for an interview, uh, somebody was leaving the company. It was for a t-shirt designing company and they worked with like, you know, different licenses and that. So I thought it was super cool, but the pay was about 30,000 less than what I was currently making. So I was like, Whoa. All right. So then I started wrapping my head around it. I went in for the interview. He gave me the first number and I was like, I can't, it's just, you know, I can't, you know? And then I guess he really wanted me to get the job. So he gave me, he bumped it up a little bit. I thought about it for a couple of days and, um, and Oh, funny story, yeah. funny story. So I was, I was making decent money, but I was broke at the same time because I was so drowned in debt that it doesn't matter how good my week was. It all went out. So I, I even remember for my job interview for that job interview, I had yeah. to wear a shoelace as a belt because I couldn't go buy a belt <laughs> for the only pair of pants that I owned. So I had to wear a shoelace of a shoe of a shoe that I found in a car in my car. And that's how I went for the interview. And I remember wow. my, my laptop had crashed at that moment. So I had to get on. I remember I think I had the at that time, it was before the iPhone. I want to say I had the Crazer. So I had images of designs on that so i remember going to kinko's and having somebody somebody help me out print stuff out into a portfolio from my phone it was super pixelated super but they got the job done and the art director thought it was good enough for it to work but yeah man i was going through a real hard time so then to hear the word pay cut i'm just like man you're killing me right now and um so i said yes and i was like you know what for, for a little bit, I'll just go there Monday through Friday, and then I'll cut hair on the weekends if I can bunch up yeah. everyone on the weekends, you know, Saturdays and Sundays. And then and so I did that for like about four months until um, freelance started happening. There was a, a website, this is before Instagram yeah. and all that stuff. There was a website called Coral Flat. And I remember the first uh, people started hitting me up through there just by me posting. I was just posting up what I was designing at work. But since we were since we were doing projects for like Disney, Dickies, um, bunch of different licenses, it, it looked like I was like legit when I really wasn't. But um, yeah, 
then that's what started bringing in freelance and I was like, oh, this is where it's at. This is where it's at. And then just, I remember that like around month five or six, like I, I quit, the, I quit cutting hair and I just stayed designing. And then um, I was at that company for a year. I started in April, 2010. Um, I remember like two months later, that's when I, my, my ex-wife got pregnant at the time. And I remember we were, we were like, no, 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 we're not ready yet. Like we're broke, we're broke. But something happened in those nine months where it kind of like the, the freelance started and I was like, okay, we're going to be okay. And then towards the end, the freelance was really kicking off. And then I remember the following April, exactly a year later, I landed a contract to work from home. That was kind of, that was kind of like basically replacing my paycheck. It, it was maybe like $100 a week difference, but now I didn't have to spend money on lunch and I didn't have to spend money on gas because the, the wow. job was far. It was like 45 minutes away. So and, and with traffic, so for like 45 minutes there, maybe like an hour back. So I was like, you know, it's probably the same amount, you know, yeah. like, and now I have the, like a hundred percent of the time to focus on freelance too. Like I can home, I'm more, more, more flexible. And then, um, I remember my first day working from home, my, my ex-wife goes into labor. So it was like the perfect, the perfect timing. Like you could, you can't, you can't map yeah. that out. You know, it was like, I was there, it was like two o'clock. Oh, we got to go to the hospital. Oh, okay. But so that's when I did the transition. Um, and I did freelance from home yeah. for like about seven years. Seven years. I did that from 2011 all the way up to wow. 2018. And then, but, but in 2015, that's when I started working with Outrank brand. Wow. And um, they were, they were good clients you know we had like a, a retainer going for a certain amount of designs per week and you know good relationship great people to work with okay and then in 2018 the owner was venting to me a little bit about the in-house designer and um i had a solution for him i was like bro just fire him give me more work you know it's fine you know like i love you guys you know and then i guess he kind of took that a little literal so we had like a sit-down meeting they just really wanted somebody to come in-house you know and um obviously one thing you know that people love about freelancing is their freedom you know like their flexibility and stuff like that so i mean that, that was one of my yeah. biggest concerns you know because i have two girls two, two little girls and um i needed to be yeah yeah, yeah very <laughs> it doesn't slow down either it doesn't it doesn't like like yeah like and they're like too active today is my my youngest she's five <laughs> today's her first day on, no, no, it doesn't. A, I know. Actual team no, I have gymnastics. a 12 year old, so I know. And so now it's uh, three times a week, three hours a day. Pretty intense for a five year old. It's pretty intense. But whatever, she's she's crushing it. She's killing oh, wow. it. And the owner of the gym is like, we need her on the team. I'm like, no, no. No, and she loves it. So it's like, if she doesn't love it, if she didn't love it or didn't care for it, I wouldn't care. But the little girl lives in doing splits. Like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, she lives practicing. But yeah, not to veer off. And then, um, so uh, we had a talk and then we kind of worked out a schedule that just made sense for them, made sense for me. You know, obviously, um, I feel like I reached a point in freelancing that I, I don't want to say I capped myself out, but I just like it, there was nothing really exciting. You know, like I, I felt like I, there's only so much one person can do in one day that you know, like that's it. There's only there's only a good handful of hours that you can really work and yeah. make a certain amount. And like, you know, like I I wanted to start seeing growth. I wanted to change. 
I was also going through, um, at that time in 2018, I was also going through a lot of things other than career. Um, I also, after the divorce, I, I fell um, into, you know, the drug, you know, uh, a little drug phase that kind of like took me to a dark place. But um, so after I got my crap together um, and sought help, I needed like a big change too. So that at that time yeah. is when we and him had that conversation. I was like, man, this would probably be good for me too, like mentally, not only career-wise. Like yeah. I felt like it was like a like a, a good double-edged sword. Like it's gonna help me on my personal side, and it's gonna help me in my career side. So that I don't have to stop doing yeah. freelance, but now I can become more of a member of society versus um being like yeah. a hermit crab in my own little shell, my own little laboratory creating stuff. But um, yeah. I, I have no regrets, man. I love working with them. I love seeing the growth in the company. I love the like the vision we have for it. Like, like it, it's going places. Like it's, since I started, there, like I, awesome, I saw man. them when they were little, and I, when I started working with them, they got real, pretty big, and it's it just doesn't stop. It's they're like, they're like a virus. They're pandemic proof because even during the pandemic, in the, during the pandemic, we only stopped for like a good month, and they were like, "Yo, freak, so we need to keep going." Like, and you're let's like let's go. go let's go yeah that's awesome man and then how what about tell me a little bit about toy snobs because from what i remember or from what i've seen just from looking it, it looked like it evolved it looked like and i know your co-owners with it and i know your co-owners with it with like one of your best mm -hmm. friends right and then from what it looked like it looked like it originally started in 2015 and it was mostly like old toys and then in like in 2016, it looks like you kind of got it looks like you got kind of involved in it. And then it became more than just toys. It became like clothing mm -hmm. and all that stuff. So tell me a little bit about tell me a little bit about that story, yeah. how that uh, how that came. So about. Will and I go back as far as 10th grade. That's when we met. We had the, we shared the same science class and you know, we hit it off because we were both into graffiti at the time. And if you remember back in high school, like if you had a. Those the kid with the little black book, you know, you switch it around with people and people. So we that's what we did. That's how we got to know each other. And we've been cool since 10th grade. Um, it was like in 2015, he approached me with the idea. And I, and I guess I wasn't feeling it at the time. Like I was like, because he, he knew I like toys. I don't know. He was into toys. But I, I don't know. I just wasn't feeling it at the time. Maybe a couple months passed by later and he approaches me again. And this time I was feeling it. Because I, I didn't look at it so much as like the, the brand aspect. I looked at it more as like, uh, man, this is like not an overly saturated market. Like I was, I was looking at it more from like a business point of view. Um, and I felt like, you know, I'm, I, I, I work a lot in the streetwear community, but I was like, I, I don't touch this area at all. So it'd be kind of cool to have like a personal project going on that's in this area. And if anybody were to hit me up in this area, I'll, I'll turn it down because I don't want to, you know, compete with myself. And honestly, man, it's it's been so much fun. It, it, it's like a, it's like like yeah, it's it's a brand, and we owe it. It's creating income, but it, it just feels like we do it for fun. Like it doesn't even feel like work. It's, yeah. So well, what I what I love about it is the fact that you guys like mismatch like two different areas of like nostalgia. You bring back like stuff from like you know eighties, nineties, um, like you know, and it's just kind of I absolutely love how you guys have been able to kind of blend that. How do you guys come up with those like? the mishmash and then like because you have stuff like the heavyweights like you have like you know what i mean like there's things where i'm like where the heck did they get that where do they even come up with that i mean how did you guys even 
I mean, obviously, I know you've grown quite a bit, so you now have quite a people bit of people that know you. So I kind of that might help. But like, how do you come up with some of these like mismatch um, ideas or con- or concepts? I mean, I, I can't take all the credit. I know I'm a pretty creative person, but my partner is super creative as well. So like, maybe yeah. he, he can't be able to like execute certain designs. But he comes up with really great ideas. So he, he for like for the heavyweights, for instance, he developed a relationship with Aaron, you know, like um the actors from the movie, they, they created a relationship. Yeah. And then after a little while, they were like, bro, maybe we should do a t-shirt together. And they were all for it, you know, and Aaron was all for it. And he he, he, helped, he helped promote it. That was just so much fun, you know, like, and then we, we dropped it yeah. again. It did perform well again. And, and it was actually yeah. my partner's idea to give it like that whole like Wu-Tang flip. You know, we look, we look. No, it was great. Perfect, bro. I love that shirt. It was great, man. It's right here. Who? Tell me a little bit. Yeah, you're wearing it. That's pretty funny. (laughs) What? Um, tell me a little bit, because if you guys don't know about Toy Snobs, definitely check it out while you're listening. Check out their Instagram. Um, and definitely check them out. One of my favorite parts about it is the fact that they, and when I talk about mishmash, this is like a perfect example of it. So their mascot is Turtle Tour, and he's like a Skeletor meets Ninja Turtle. Like how did like that, that? That's just genius, man. Like I absolutely love them. And the fun, the best part is you guys have actually made them into toys a few times now. There's a, and it keeps getting better and better. Your your iterations of them. So like, did you guys was that a Lee thing too, or was that a you, or was that like the two of you guys just spit firing? And then how did how do you guys come no, up? I'll with definitely them? take all the credit for that one. All right, I'll take I'll take the credit <laughs> for Turtle Toy. Okay, so okay, I, my good. favorite is Ninja Turtles. My partner my partner yeah. Will's favorite has always been He Man. And I was like, you know, it'd be cool. And then I don't know why. But I remember it was at the beginning of the like, coming up with the logo stage and stuff like that. I was like, man, a, a Ninja Turtle bone, you know, skeleton, Skeletor. And then when I when I, when I just when I just told him the idea, he was like, man, that sounds pretty crazy. And then as soon as I drew it out, I remember there was like no revisions, no nothing. Like it just came out. I mean, we revised it since then. We made it more like a like the yeah. the old school version, but it was just perfect. Mm-hmm. Like it was perfect. And that's it. So then obviously, you know, you start getting to know people that have like 3D printers or or, or we met this person that did, did like 3D renderings, you know, and we, we kind of worked something out and he did it for us. And we're like, man, this looks crazy because all we had was like a mock up, you know, like and then um, somebody 3D printed it out for us. And we're like, man, this is crazy. You know, like whatever. So then we we're like, man, we, you know, it got, it got to a point we, we started investigating and I was like, oh, man, all production on these are, you know, just creating like the cast and the molding. like. You know, it comes with a mm-hmm. price tag, you know? So I was like, oh, we're yeah. going to do this, but, you know, later, you know? And then it got to a time where we're like, it got, that finally last year, it got to a time where we were like, all right, let's do it. And we made the official toy of it. Spent a little um, back and forth with um with China, I guess. There's, been, there's just delays on everything because this has dragged out for like a good yeah. like six months already. But the, the, the toys are officially on the way. So I, I appreciate awesome. everybody's patience and stuff like that. And, and you yeah. know, we, they were able to help us out because, you know, like we've been very patient because normally the production was like about three, four months and we're on month six, you know? So, yeah. but I'm, I'm really excited. We're already talking about like the re-release, maybe like a variation, you know, I don't want to say too much, but. No, no, no. I don't need you. I don't want, I don't want you to share just all the secrets. So I just want, I just wanted people to know about it. Cause it's like, that was one of those where I'm like, man, I'm like, talk about. And the fact that the story is the, a marriage of both your mm-hmm. loves that like that makes it that much better because it's like it, it works out perfect then. Um, 
since you deal and design with so many brands, why do you think some brands make it and others don't? Consistency. So many people get like, I feel like um, unmotivated when things aren't going their way. But I, 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 re I remember me thinking about like, like just my, my design career. I was like, man, I got pretty successful being a barber, but it's because I showed up every day when I was, didn't want to be there when I wanted, when I wanted to be there, when I was a good day, when it was a bad day, when I was fighting with somebody, when I was just there consistency. Um, yeah. So I remember when I started Frick 84, like the company, I was like, I got to stick to this, man. I got to stick to this and do the same thing I did in the barbershop. But to this, I don't, everybody knows me as a barber. I want to be known as a designer. I feel like consistency is what gets you there. That, that, that's really it. Like, like there's no other way. You got to go through the, the, the good stuff, the crap, the, the BS. You got to go through it all and push through. I, I totally agree with that. I also think, and, and, I, and I guess, and I was wondering on your aspect of it, when you start seeing some of the brands and, and obviously you could definitely be more selective when you're in your freelance, but I know that from what I've seen, some other brands there, the consistency is, is definitely a key word in the sense that their brand is not consistent throughout. So they don't follow. They're sometimes all over the place. And when they're all over the place, it just becomes a mess. Um, and sometimes that becomes hard as well. So that's like another thing that I also notice sometimes with some of some brands, um, how they kind of go. So I, I, I totally see that. And I agree mm -hmm. with that. Um, you know, the idea of constantly just putting, putting your time in, um, you know, and just being there and in, and I always been saying progress over perfection. And it's literally that just kind of keep building it and kind of keep going. So I, I totally agree yeah. with you. So, um, I've mentioned this before we started recording, like I've always enjoyed working with you. Um, I've actually worked with Fricks on a few designs, um, with him. And it's like one of their, all of them are my favorites just because I just, he has a certain style that you, uh, it just makes sense when you're looking for things. But the thing that I kind of enjoy also when we talk, because we've talked and, and we've talked in weird places, like I've had you and I've had like convers small conversations while I'm in a parking lot, just talking. But the one thing that I, I will always say that I'm always, I always feel inspired. I always, I always feel your passion. Um, and one of the things that I think that I, I enjoy the most and I, and I think about is like your IG bio starts right off the bat, like stop thinking, start mm. doing, um, why do you think it's so hard for people to, to push through that? Like, and, and how do you, do I mean, it? honestly, I think I've been using that phrase now since the, the beginning I started and it's like a constant reminder to myself. Cause sometimes I'll fall into that rabbit hole of like overthinking things, overthinking things. When, if you just shut up and start doing it, you know, like whether, even if it fails, like I, you gotta fail forward. Like, you know, if, if you're not failing, you're not trying, you're not, just, just do it. Just, just do it. And people, and people, they, they make times for the so many other things, but they don't like really invest in themselves, you know. And that's it's sad. It's sad. Like they make more, they make more, they put like happy hour at such a priority when you know investing in yourself. That's the real happiest hour you can give yourself, you know. I mean, I don't like working out, but I love walking to the car when I leave. You know, like, I'm like, all right, cool. Good stuff, Alex. You know, you made it today. Yeah. Just another day. No, I get it, man. Have you, uh, I be, I'm kind of curious because it's funny because I watched this week and I don't know if you've seen it with the girls yet. Have you seen Luca um, with the, I, the I, Disney, the Pixar I Plus? Start, we started watching it, but we, we, didn't, we didn't get to finish it. So um, 
it's funny because the same thing happened to us. I had a, I watched like a good 30 minutes of it and we ended up rewatching it again. But what made me laugh was and it was perfect timing because of the fact that we were going to be talking today um, and because one of the scenes of the movie and you'll probably see it because he says it quite often. He um, you know, it's like that little that little person that talks to you that tries to give you mm. fear. And in the movie, he goes silencio, Bruno. And like that's what like it's like that's what he names. He named his fear or his person that's talking to him and tells and he basically says out loud, like, you know, like, you know, silencio, Bruno, like, shut up. And like and then he does it. He does what he's scared of. Um, and so, like, it was funny because as we were talking, like, that was one thing that I've always kind of like when I when I think of you, that's what I think about, you know, is kind of like, you know, hey, take the chance, work, get, you know, just start working towards it and making it happen um, and things will work out. So, yeah. So it's uh, it, I, I thought about that when I saw when I saw the movie, I was like, I thought of you. I was like, oh, I wonder if he's seen it yet. And uh, and it'll probably ring. It'll ring true to him when he uh, when he yeah. sees it. No, and, and honestly, that little voice doesn't go away. There's always going to be something that yeah. like tries to stop you and it's really yourself as you, you know, everybody has two sides mm -hmm. in their inner self. There's the motivator and the deteriorator, you know, um, like even this yeah. Wednesday when I had to do that core workout, I didn't want to, like, I, I really didn't want to, but then as a, the, the hour passed, I was like, I started getting like in a, in a bad mood and I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. And I felt so good afterwards. Like, like that's why I know I'm actually committing to this because I feel bad if I don't do it or I, I was going to get in a bad mood because I, I wasn't going to do it because I, I, I've already, yeah. I guess, created that new routine. And that applies to everything, you know, like the routine yeah. for work, the routine with your family, the routine to your health. The, everything is just a building healthy routines, you know. Speaking of routines and, and trying to and find that balance of time and stuff, how how the, it's funny, because whenever I talk to my wife and I tell people like tell my wife who I'm going to talk to. She like the first thing out of her mouth almost every time. She's like, how does he balance it? How does he do it? How does he run all the businesses? Yeah, I know you goes, you I she's seen because I've shown her like videos of you and the family and stuff. So she's like, she's like, how does she do it? How does he balance family and, and everything else? She's like, she's and I think a lot of it is because she's trying to fit. We're trying. I'm trying to always figure it out as well. So like, how do you know how you do it? Like, what do you is there something you do or or that you kind of balance or, or is it good time management? What, what is it? Do you have a secret? There's no secret. There's no secret. Um, I mean, right now I co-parent. So, I mean, the, the weeks that I have one, one, one week with them, one week, I don't have them. And the weeks that I don't have them, I'm grinding. Like I'm just going, I'm going, I go to the outrank office during the day. And when I come home, I clock back in and I work on my freelance stuff or toy snob stuff. Like I'm, I just grind when they get here. I'm not saying I don't work but I, I slow down the pace a little bit because I want them to know I'm there. You know, like I got to take them to cheer practice. Yeah. I got to take them to gymnastics practice. I got to, you know, right now we're in summertime, but so now it's pool time, you know, like take, you know, go outside and be with them in the pool, just be with them. It's one thing to let them know that I'm yeah. there. So I, I, I feel like you got to be intentional, you know, like, um, you make plans with them. Like today, like, you know, as soon as, um, there's this art show that I've been wanting to catch that a buddy of mine is a part of, and um, I haven't been able to catch it because because of the timing they they close like at six, so during the week it's just impossible. So I told them, okay, when when Mila's done with gymnastics, we're, we're gonna take showers, get ready, we're gonna go to an art show, you know, like, and they're all for it. You know, I, I just really gotta be intentional. I'm not, and I'm not perfect. Like I don't have there's no secret sauce. No, I mess no, up no. all the time. My wife is constantly telling me stuff, Hel helpful, <laughs> but telling me stuff. You know, like I, I make time too. You know, like. She'll have to remind me, put your phone down, you know, like, cause I guess like my brain is just wired to just work, you know, but 
sometimes I got to get checked or I got to check myself and be present in the moment, you know? Yeah. Okay. No, I get that, man. I get that. One, um, you mentioned, uh, you know, kind of like how you're, and I kind of figured that your brain's always kind of going and I know that you're always kind of researching and, and kind of searching for inspiration and seeing different things. Where do you, where do you keep all those things? Cause like, I'm always curious on where people go, like, how how you collect all those things and are do you keep them in different notebooks you have like one place where you just shove everything is it little post-it notes everywhere what uh what exactly how are all you right. doing if, it? if, if it's verbiage if it's verbiage that I, that i hear that i get inspired from i'll put it down in my notes if it's imagery there's pinterest and my phone you know if i'm out and about and i see something i like i'm gonna take a picture of it you know if i see something on the internet yeah. take a screenshot you know, once I, once I use it, I'll delete it or archive it or that's pretty just, I don't know. I feel like you can find inspiration everywhere, man. So it's, it's really all around me. You it's, all, it's all around you, you know? Yep. No, I totally agree. That's, and that's kind of what my, uh, my biggest thing now is trying to figure out a way of harnessing it all together. Cause like I, you come up with ideas all, all the time and then it's just making sure you write it down. Cause I, yeah. that's like the one thing is always capturing it. Um, you know, it's always the, the one I kind of feel um is something that you kind of want to be able to do so no i totally get that um wanted to talk to you a little bit because i saw on on the toy snob page um you guys do you've been, you've been doing more pre-orders lately um and i wanted you to talk to me a little bit about that like what the thought process of doing the the pre-orders um and is it something that you you know because i know it's not something you guys just have done mm -hmm. a lot of but i'm just kind of curious because i i've always kind of thought about it and i just was wondering like from someone's perspective what your what your thoughts about going that the order the route of pre-order okay um i mean we we started talking uh, after talking to like a couple people and stuff like that like we just inventory can get a little wacky at times you know you miscount whatever it just it gets annoying and um you know we, we decided to try it you know i i, I remember we, i think we had a conversation with johnny cupcakes one time and then you know that's kind of like shared a little intel and we're like man let's just try it and then um, we, we loved it. Like the, the response was good. You know, we were like, okay. And then now, now we're able to control inventory. So, you know, if we sell X amount, yeah. you know, we'll order X, X amount. That way when we, you know, drop it again on the website, it's like controlled, you know? And yeah. for the longest time, you know, we, we were shipping out the shirts ourselves, you know, and um, we, we use a printer that's like even out of state. Just because since I know so many, I have so many friends that um that, that are printers, yeah. just with being in graphics and stuff like that, and like, you know, you just meet a lot of people. I honestly didn't want to make anybody feel bad and by not using them. So I decided to go with somebody I don't know and keep keep it fair, really? you know, like yeah, you yeah. know, just business. I don't want to do a bad taste in anybody's mouth. So I just wanted to take it out of state. And uh, we found this printer, we love him, and now he, you know, he, we do fulfillment, we do everything, you know, like we have no inventory that's yeah awesome that's uh that's insane if you saw you obviously see behind me uh this is just a fraction of what my uh with my stuff and so i definitely understand that concept of it and i do love the idea and i've thought of the idea of going pre-order just for even for It'll, I think, and especially in your world, because in my world is a little bit different because obviously I rely on designers, so I can't go as much, come up with an idea and just throw it out there and see what it does. Um, but it also does help to be able to go mm -hmm. that route when you have, you know, a bunch of ideas, throw it. It's a good way to figure out, like, do people like it, not like it? 
get good positive yeah. feedback if you're getting you know because then that way you're not you're not stuck with you're not stuck with right anything. you can control how many you got to produce yeah. you know? no it makes total sense makes total sense I, I might be it might be something I, i'll be considering uh in the future for sure what would you tell and i know we've talked about consistency and pushing on but like what would you tell someone who's like possibly feels stuck or they feel their brand is is either stagnant or isn't growing um definitely i feel like um the first thing is don't give up don't give up because i know that's one of the the probably one of the first couple of thoughts you start getting after you're like in, a, mm -hmm. in the same spinning yeah. wheel like you're just like oh my god that's it like it's not going anywhere no i mean it is it's just maybe you gotta like reroute there's no exact an answer but i feel like those are the moments where you gotta try something else try something you haven't done before because obviously what you're what you've been doing isn't working so try something new. Um, I feel like for us in Toy Snob, what really, really helped us out was all those collaborations. Whether they did good or bad, but it's just it's a, it's another step. It's another step. It's another an, another outlet to a different demographic that probably doesn't even know of us. Because what, what's what I tell Will is like, what's the worst case? Brand awareness. Yeah. Even if it's to ten yeah. people that didn't know about us, but hey, brand awareness. Yeah. That's the worst thing that can happen um so i just feel like just trying new things and collaborations you know don't don't look at collaborations as like, like the money and stuff. just look at it brand building that's just you doing research and and expanding the brand and doing a fun project out of it between two different people or two different brands and that's just growth growth is yeah. progress so no i love that man that's definitely uh i love that's definitely a good thing just a few more questions before my lunch break ends. So I just kind of wanted to see, I know you guys have a huge following uh, on Instagram and obviously I know Insta, you know, don't always rely on the numbers, but it's, it's, fu it's fun to see when you, cause like you look at it two ways, you see some people that have huge followings and they have very little interaction, but you have a, you guys have a very nice um, community and full of interaction. Can you share a little bit about social media and like, how what you guys think you how you've built something um in such a strong following in both your brands because out it's not it's not just you it's like it's you you have a great following outranked has a great following and toy snobs all have great followings and interactions uh, i mean I'll, mm -hmm. I'll definitely give the instagram credit to my partner because he's the one that controls all that and handles all you know crazy dms sometimes and you know um but yeah he like yeah he crushes it like he knows like what to post maybe like yeah how to promote the next product that's coming mm -hmm. out. So he'll start like, hint hinting pictures. He finds these videos, like HD looking videos. And I'm like, where did you? Yeah. But he's that guy. Like he, he, he really gives it his, his hundred percent looking for this content. And, um, I, uh, there's a, there's a girl running our social media outrank brand. So, I mean, I'll give her the credit for that. Um, and then, um, for myself, I just, I just post what I, what's happening in my life. Yeah, or, or what's happening in my life, what, what project I just finished, or yeah, like I, I just I, I I go by no like you know rhythm or yeah, there's no rhyme or reason. You just kind of post with with what you what's going on. No, it makes total sense. To the to, today is Tuesday, and here you go. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, man, for sure. What last so last question? And uh, just I'm kind of what what advice would you give someone? I know we've talked about a few things. Is there any other advice or mantra? or thing that you follow um, that you think would be helpful for someone who is either starting out or wanting to start out something that you think that they would, uh, you know, that you think would help, um, maybe help them, inspire them um, besides stop thinking and start doing? 
yeah, if your heart's not in it, it's not worth it. You know, like if you're just doing something for the money, you're you're already failed. Yeah. You know, like I like a lot of for design, I could relate to design. So many people want to get it all oh, because you know there's good money. Okay, yeah, there's good money and there's bad money. But if your heart's not in it, like I, I, I don't know what to tell you. You're gonna fail, like because you're chasing the wrong yeah. thing. Like if I, I would design for fun. Like I, I wouldn't make up logo. I would, the only reason why I got I, the reason why I got into clothing was because I mean I started liking clothing, whatever. And then I was like, man, like I wish I worked with like these brands and all that stuff. And like I remember seeing like Johnny Cupcakes and the Freshness and all these other brands. And I'm like, man, it'd be so cool. To do. So I just I came up with a clothing line. Yeah. You know, and and it ended up going places too. It it failed, but that's because um I learned about partnerships i learned about bad partnerships i learned about investors i learned about bad investors mm -hmm. so we got to a great place but then it crumbled down as faster than i can say yeah. you know but but i did get to learn a lot in the process yeah. you know well, it's helped you build what you have now so i mean it kind of like you said yeah. you you failed forward uh is kind of how yeah. it worked right yeah. so that's definitely good man yeah. um last thing tell people where they can follow and support you um, my, my Instagram is at freaks 84. Um, you could also follow us at, at toy snobs, um, at outrank brand. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much, I only really use IG these days. I'm not much of a Twitter guy. Yeah. Minimal Facebook, you know, maybe for like family mm -hmm. members and stuff like that, but mostly Instagram. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's, a, it, oh, it's definitely I, a great outlet. It's a visual outlet, which is perfect. It kind of gives yeah. you everything that you have. So yeah, that makes total, uh, makes total sense. Oh, actually, last thing. Do you have any questions for me? Sorry. Yeah, I know. I thought I thought you were gonna. You no, know, I forgot, it. man. I got. I, it's because this is brand new, man. It's like I got one of my guests did it right before I ended, and he started asking mm -hmm. questions, and I was like, mm. I was like, maybe I should incorporate this. So I totally like All forgot because right. it's. But yeah, I'm sorry. What what uh what question you got for so me? I got one question. Oh, I got one question, and the one answer you can't give me. Okay. Okay. So the one answer you can't give me is oh because I love them. Okay. Yeah. Why sandwiches? Why sandwiches? So like why make a brand out of sandwiches? Why make a brand out of sandwiches? But I, don't say, oh, because I love sandwiches. No, no, I don't no. want to hear that answer. No, no, okay. I got you, man. I got you. Uh, so if I if if money wasn't an object, I probably would make open a open a sandwich shop. Um, I think I, I kind of I'll give you a few versions of the answer. One, I will say that my parents do not think that a, like I think of the sandwich as the king of meals so I can have it for breakfast, lunch, dinner, dessert. My parents do okay. not. My parents are like, that's almuerzo, that's lunch and that's it. And so for me, I kind of feel like in many ways, like and then as a kid, I was growing up, I kind of grew up um, a little, I would say a little chubby. Uh, I guess, or I was, I always kind of had that, 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 you know, I was husky or whatever it is. And so then I never really had sandwiches for lunch. It was always like, like the little container of tuna or whatever. And it was like, I never had lunch. So I think it was because of that, because in all honesty, like I, I didn't eat sandwiches until I probably was like, once I was out of my house and like out of, I was in college and then I started eating sandwiches. I would make things into sandwiches when I wasn't around, but it was, I think that's what it was. I think it was like a, I was deprived of it which then made me more obsessed with it. Um, and so it was one of those where I just kind of, for me, like, it's just something that I love. I love the fact that I can grab something and I can eat it with like, you know, between bread and I can make, and I pretty much would make everything into a sandwich. 
Um, you know, it's like to me, that was like the which is hard. That's why I eat a lot of like I eat a lot of like the low carb keto breads now. Um, and I try to like and I try to minimize that, which is very tough being a sandwich guy. But, you know, I also know I have to you know, that's the reason why I have a clothing brand for it. I can wear what I the food I love instead of eating it. Um, but that's kind of where, how it went. It just kind of went, I think, that way. And when I was looking to start the brand, my wife kept asking me, she's like, if you won the lottery, what would you what would you do? And I was like, well, I'd open I probably the two things that I loved really were I had a T-shirt brand before and I loved the idea of it, like designing it, coming up with ideas, the branding, the people wearing my stuff. But then I also love sandwiches. And I was like, you know, and I and I always tell people I was I was inspired by like Johnny Cupcakes and and Gary Vaynerchuk, but I wanted a brand where I actually like showcased and showed love to the sandwich. Like it's not about me, it's about the sandwich. Um, and so I kind of that's kind of how it started. So that that's kind of the reason why it's just one of those where I have a true love for it. Like if I could eat it, there was a long time I was eating a sandwich every day, like 365. The average person eats 193 sandwiches a year. I, I was eating at least 365, at least minimum. You don't love sandwiches until you know stats on sandwiches. Yeah, man, I'm, right? a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a sandwich. I'm like, I'm definitely not like a expert, but I, I mean, I'm, I'm a sandwich map, may, maybe a sandwich matter expert, but I, I definitely have a love for it, man. I definitely, uh, I, 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 like you said, like you have to have a passion for it. And that's before I even started the brand, I was like researching and learning as much about different sandwiches and, and history about them. Um, and sometimes it, it's good and bad, right? Because like when you get so into the nitty gritty and niched, it, it doesn't transpire as much for other, like sometimes because people don't get it unless they're in the same place as you. So there's a, there's a positive to being niche. And then there's a negative to it when you're too deep. Like I made a sticker with someone um, that was going to be a shirt and it was going to be for Ruben, who is the, like the, for Lilo and Stitch, he is the version of he is like an alien, but he was like he's obsessed with sandwiches, which only if you watch like Disney stuff and all that stuff. But I made a I made a design. If Ruben owned a sandwich shop, this is what it would look like. And it was like a space shuttle. But it was like mm. no one knows what the heck it is. And I that's when it, that's where it becomes like how deep how deep and narrow do I go? Because or so you can almost sometimes have to go wider. But yeah, that's a yeah, that's an interesting one. But yeah, man, did that answer your question? Yeah, no, that was good. Also, follow up. Yeah, yeah. Since you since you mentioned it, where, where's the keto sandwich shirt? Yeah, like, you gotta tackle that community too. Yeah, man. I don't. We may have you and I may have you and I may have to talk about that because I don't I don't know how you would illustrate a keto type. Uh, you know. I, oh yeah. You know. Yeah, but, but I'm saying that's the healthy guy. Yeah, you know, the healthy guy that loves sandwiches. That he had to, you know, retire his old bread. Yeah. Now for the keto bread. Yeah. I mean, and that's kind of the I joke that I tell people when people ask me, they're like, hey, well, how come you don't have this? And I said, well, my cat, my sandwiches don't have any calories, no carbs, man. I'm like, you can you can <laughs> wear them. I mean, that's in the, that's one of the reasons why I like wearing them, because I can wear them, even though I may not be eating them all the time. I can at least wear them yeah. uh, and show support for them. So, yeah, it definitely uh, it definitely works. One thing I want to see you do is do more collaborations with sandwich shops. Uh it's funny because that's something that and and not not just in Orlando. No, I no, no. Reach, reach out. I uh, reach out. I definitely want to do something like that. It's trying to find the right balance of yeah. Because the idea, the hard part for me, you know, and that's something you know is the fact that I'm not the designer, so I have to find someone who can design for me that's at the right cost. And then the hard part for me is I deal with so many small sandwich shops 
that some of them don't have the money for this. So it's like, and then with the co- with the pandemic as well, it's like a mixture. Like that would be dream case scenario to be able to do like a design for those different sandwich shops. I've even thought about like maybe, maybe making some of my stuff available at those sandwich shops, but then it becomes a, it's the, it's the whole like logistical aspect of like, do you do this or do you not do this? Cause all my stuff comes wrapped like a sandwich. So do, would I do that there or no, most likely not. I think it would be, for me, it would be like you get that only at Deli Fresh Threads, and right. then you would get you would you would just get a shirt, you know, and you put you wouldn't get the same experience, but you would get the shirt. But um, but yeah, I would love to do that. I would love to be able to. I mean, that's kind of where I think the growth of this brand is going to have to go. Um, is there? So, I I appreciate the fact that you think that. Um, uh, because that's kind of where I'm, kind of thinking I'm going to have to go. I want to be. I got to. I want to be a part of those shops whether I'm either selling like pins and stickers and something like start getting inside of those shops and then being able Mm -hmm. to create that relationship to then kind of collaborate together to make something. Yeah. Is the idea. So yeah, that's definitely, uh, I appreciate it because yeah, that's something that I've, I've thought of. It's just, I'm, I'm, it's just me. So I'm just trying to figure out how do I balance it all? And then how do I make those relationships and then how do I make it where it's, you know, and like you said, that sometimes you have to do those collaborations, even though it's more for brand awareness is trying to figure out like that whole aspect of how do I, how do I make it work? So that it's beneficial at least for everyone to be able to do it where it's not, you know, I'm not taking uh it's not hurting me at the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, man. Even, yeah. Even if you break even bro, like I remember in the, when we started out toys, I was like, that, that was my goal. Break even. Yep. Like, and we didn't break even all the time. Like those one, those one collection that we were like in the negative, you know, and it was on my partner's credit card. You know, it took a little while to get it out. Yeah. But, you know, we got it out, you know, like now it's like, all right, cool. We see the profits and stuff like that. But I remember in the beginning, I was like, man, if we break even, we're good. All we got to do is sell 25 shirts so we can print our 50 shirts and then we're good. And then that was like my mentality, yeah. you know, because the minimum run was 50. 50. Yep. So I was like, I was like, all right. And once we sold like 23, 24, I'm like, all right, I, I, I felt good. I felt good. You know, um, Luckily, these days we're, we're printing more. So yeah, I was gonna know, say I definitely great. know you're printing more than fifty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> especially yeah. with pre-orders, so, so but good. that's a good thing. We, we, we're definitely meeting the minimum printing run now. But um, okay. but yeah, in the beginning it was like that for a couple years, you know. Like we were just like, all right, man, just get the minimum. I, I remember one those one shirt that we dropped. I'm not gonna say which one, so we could stay a mystery. But we sold eleven. Wow. We sold eleven. Now we got stuck with. Did you, know, you put those on sale, or what did you, or did you make them a mystery shirt? What did you? Uh, how did you guys? Uh, no, yeah, yeah. We ended up liquidating them during a, a Black Friday sale for like yeah. ten dollars each, yep. like something just like get rid of them. Yep. Or fourteen dollars. I forgot what price it was. Yeah, 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 we, yeah, that's how we got rid of them. I never want to see that shirt ever again. Yeah. No, I have. You know? I have some of those. Yeah. I have some of those albatrosses that are like hang around my neck, and they're like, and I look at them here, or they're hidden somewhere in a box because I'm like. I just need to get uh, I need to get them out of there, uh, out of my sight and out of my life. So, uh, so I, yeah. I get that. I get, I get those that some of those that work and some of them that don't work out. So I totally get that. Yeah. And then there was one drop we tried, you know, another thing about having a brand too, it can maybe go places that you like, you know, your, your, your consumer and your clients can maybe have a different eye than you, than what you want to do. Like they, they, they collectively, like, I don't know, like they expect something from you. So we tried to dabble into horror and it backfired immediately. And th- luckily it was a pre- uh, pre-order and we didn't sell one. Really? It was a Jason shirt and we didn't sell one. 
So you kind of, you kind of get to learn your clients too. Like, oh no, you're not the horror brand. Yeah. You know, probably nobody knows that until now. Yeah. But we just saw one. Me and my partner looked at each other like, Oh, all right. So I guess we're not doing horror. Yeah, I guess not. They, <laughs> take, uh, take it down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like I wanted to do a, for one for a little while. I wanted to do one was called Jason's Deli. And it was going to but I, that was the hard mm. part, because every time I, I uh, there was someone who did one where it looked like Jason was running a sandwich shop. But the problem was every time I, I uh, when I would post an image from someone because I was interested in working with them on it, Jason's Deli would actually keep following me and trying to look. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm not playing that game because I know for a fact you're going to come out. You're going to come after me. Uh, you know, I'm like, because they were, were liking it. They were liking it and they were doing all this stuff. And I was like, yeah, no. I'm like, uh, I'm like, I'm going to have to think of a different concept or how I would go about this if I made it because <laughs> it's something that I thought would be funny to do. Uh, but then it's obviously based on the name of Jason's Deli. So that's the, you know, so it becomes, uh, you know, so it'd have to be maybe somebody else, maybe Freddy's Deli. Yeah. Uh, right. That, that's exactly what, or Chucky's Deli. Yeah. Freddy's Deli. Yeah. You know, like. Something like that. So I don't know. We'll yeah. have to, we'll have to see. It might be a game I'll play uh, one of the holidays. Um, well, sweet man, I really appreciate it. You, uh, you taking the time to come chat with me. Um, I know we'll be chatting again soon to hopefully talk about some other shirt ideas. Um, cause I always love, uh, I always love being able to work with you and, and, and have your stuff in my, uh, in my menu item. So I definitely appreciate everything you do, man. Awesome, man. I appreciate you, bro. Thank you, man. Well, that's our show for today. Thank you so much for Alex for being on and having lunch with me. Definitely make sure to check them out online. Like I said, it's Fricks 84. It's Toy Snobs. It's Outrank brand. Um, definitely go out and take a look. Um, if you enjoyed the show, make sure to subscribe. If you want to support, check out my brand, Deli Fresh Threads, um, and do some shopping and tell your friends. Um, thank you. Until next time, keep eating sandwiches and follow your passion. Thanks, guys. Have a great one. 